0: Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome to episode four of Grumpy Old Broadcasters. I am your host, Dan Scott, one of the grumpy guys. And for the first time since we have started this uh, brand new podcast, we've got the entire band together. Cobb Oxford is here. He was with us on the first full episode. How are you, sir?
1: I'm uh, fair to partly cloudy.
0: As usual would be the case. Tom Van Hoy is here for the first time. Mr. Van Horn, how are you?
2: I'm hanging in there just like everybody else. Glad to be with you guys today.
0: Well, we're uh, we're happy to have you with us. And then you remember the old Sesame Street thing? You know, three of these things belong together. Three of these things are kind of the same, but one of these things is different than the others. Can yeah. you pick out the different one? Now it's time to play our game. Dory Kid Smith is with us here. And she volunteered to be here. First of all, welcome. How are you?
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. I am doing well. I am mostly sunny over here, Cobb. I'm trying to maintain mostly sunny anyway. So yeah, I'm uh, very happy to be here with you guys this afternoon. Uh, so, this very so, normal Thursday afternoon. Yeah,
0: yeah, normal. The new normal, anyway. <laughs> the so, new normal. So, so here's my question. Yes. I'm grumpy. Cobb is grumpy. Tom can be grumpy. We we fit the profile. You're bright and sunny and 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 smiling, and you're a touch of class. Where we're not. Why in the world would you want to be involved in what we're doing here?
3: I don't know. You know, that's a real good question, actually. But I disagree with you. I think we're all we all have a heart, right? We're all doing this together. I am trying not to be a grumpy old broadcaster. I think I do have the old heart, but not the grumpy so much. And I want to be broadcaster, so I don't know. I thought this is an opportunity to kind of get involved with you guys. Well,
0: well, uh, I think I speak on behalf of the group here that we uh, we're very happy to have you here, and uh, we'll 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 see how your role expands as we move Great. forward. Um, I got to remind everybody that the uh, folks at Todaro Pizza here in the Upstate are, are the ones who helped us make this uh, podcast possible. The brand new location. In Greenville at 116 North Markley Street, and, of course, the uh, the original upstate location on Sloan Street in Clemson. Like everybody else, they are uh, limiting themselves to carry out and a little bit of delivery right now, but you can still visit them, still get the pizza. And I did see where now they are making home pizza kits. In other words, you can go in there and, and get all the ingredients packaged together and go home and make the pizza yourself. Now, personally, I would just rather let the professionals there do it because – the pizza is fantastic, but um, TadaroPizza.com is the website. You can find out more when you get to the upstate. If you're not from here and we get back to some kind of normal, please visit Tadaro Pizza. TadaroPizza.com is the website. Uh, has everybody here had Todaro Pizza? I know Cobb has. He, he and I had it.
3: Superb, Yes. Yep. yes. Two thumbs up. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. All right, that, that's, that's good of you to say. If you said no or you gave it a thumbs down, we were going to have to cut you guys from the podcast post-haste. It. Yes, always talk good about the sponsors. That, that's one of the things that you learn in Broadcasting 101, right? Always say good things about the sponsors. Um, you know, we talk mostly sports here, and we're going to get into a lot of sports topics, but I, I just want to kind of go around the, uh, the group here and, and find out how each of you are coping With what we're talking about—the quote-unquote new normal—all the isolation we have from the um, from the coronavirus pandemic that has swept not just this country but really the entire world. So, uh, Cobb, I'll I'll start with you. How how are you coping with all of this?
1: Uh, Lots of Wild Wild West and Huggins heroes. Uh, Dan, you may be cool, but you're not Jim West cool.
0: Never (laughs) will be. It, never will be you
1: know, three fights, a show, one pretty girl. You know, it's a, it's a formula, right? You know, Robert Conrad is one of the best, but, uh, been doing that, uh, working on my little backyard garden, um, uh, occasional trip to the grocery store to look for toilet paper. I've been unsuccessful so far. Uh, I know, I, I know a guy uh, the main post office, Trying to support the small business people that I have dealings with, and you know, I'm not—I don't want to advertise it, but social distancing at the golf course, two or three times a week.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's one place where you can't. But the
1: rules have changed there, and I'm sure any day now, you know, that that will get taken away from me too. So uh, I'm just hoping for good weather and some good news about this. I think that's. I think that's really wearing on most of us is the fact that last month and a half, we haven't had any good news. No. Uh, uh, And then we do have a good news that gets tapped down immediately. So I'm uh, I'm really, uh, but I'm doing okay. Uh, It's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know if I could do this for six months, but you know, right now it's, uh, it's okay. I mean, my routine hasn't changed much. I'm mean, just not out. When I go out,
0: I'm usually gone an hour, and that's it. Right. By, by the way, just so people know, and I'm sure they've probably been able to figure it out, but like everybody else in America now, we're, we're bringing everybody together on the podcast through, through Zoom. As, as many businesses are, are struggling right now, I think mm-hmm. Zoom is probably Zooming up the uh, the stock market charts because they are getting business now from everywhere and that's how we are uh, that's how we're doing the podcast here today tom what about you how are you coping i know you're involved in homeschooling right well
2: you know i think all of us uh are uh and have a specific routine that we do do and and you know dan you you broadcast some of the games at firm and in the last three years i've broadcast uh, 140 games so i was always on to the next game whatever that was and had uh, a general routine down where i've got uh, third and sixth graders taking to school i got a six and a half window hour window to do what i need to do before i go to broadcast games and you know it's a it's a full boat so to speak and then all of a sudden that's gone out the window many of us that are freelancers and independent contractors uh that do games that i know lots of game, uh, lots of guys around the country are the same boat that that i'm in in that regard uh so it, i went from you know the old worth ethic problem that I have 10 to 12 hours a day, always six and most times seven days a week to absolutely nothing. And then all of a sudden I've got third and sixth graders and my wife uh, works from home uh, fortunately and is on conference calls all day long. So I try to play as much defense as I can. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the first, uh, the first three or four days that we had homeschooling our third grader and said, you good. You know, so we, she goes over and works and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah. Good man. She's done in like, Two and a half hours, and the sixth grader gets it, her, her work done. And it turns out that I didn't quite read the fine press on the information from the school system. So the third grader's about three or four days behind. So in that regard, uh, I'm trying to help out as best I can. I goofed up um, some complex uh, sentences today. I, mean, I got two of them wrong. I know what the giant barrel sponge is, and I can tell you all about the Oxford uh, commas. So that's kind of where I am uh, in between power washing and, you know, mowing the lawn.
1: Hey Tom, I saw on Facebook last week some guy wrote. He says, I'm, "I'm homeschooling three kids, and after two days, two of them asked to enter the transfer form." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
2: think you know what? <laughs> I'm telling you what, guys. And, and, and Dory, this is the toughest thing that I've ever, I've ever done in my life. But I'm, I'm trying, sure. and I don't know it. I don't know how some people. We're very fortunate the fact that uh, I, I don't have any games to do. So. I can spend the majority of my time trying to help my children. There are uh, people out there, lots of them, both moms and dads, that, that work at least one job and they have to do it. And And I, and I don't know how, how they do it, to be to be quite honest. And here, here in Greenville County, they, they have made a tremendous effort to try to make sure that you can, you can do what you need to do, providing uh, Internet access at, you know, over 81 locations and all the parking lots of the school. So they've done a magnificent job. So, Uh, And I I was always, you know, a big proponent of the teachers and I was on the, uh, hard to believe, but the board of directors of a a PTA at the, the local elementary school here and great respect for teachers. But after having done this, beginning my third week, trying to help them out, Uh, it it has been an eye-opening experience and have tremendous respect for teachers and made more so than I did prior to beginning this. And I just hope that they learn enough that they can um, go on to the fourth and on to the seventh grade next year.
0: Yeah, well, so so Dory, Tom is busy stunning his children's educational growth. Uh, (laughs) How are are you coping with uh, isolation and everything that goes with it?
3: Well, I guess I am very – well, I'm not guessing. I am very fortunate as – are we all are, except for Tom, who's dealing with a flip phone. I mean, I can't even imagine, Tom, you're trying to do e-learning with the flip phone yeah. with voice only and no internet. <laughs> I'm t- I am know this is, it's just crazy. It's crazy. But we're learning a lot of things. We're actually uh, watching a lot of Mickey Mouse and I have a five-year-old and a 16-year-old. So we do have the, the distance learning going on. But I feel like we need to send help for you, Tom. You doing okay? <laughs> I feel for yeah. you. Yeah.
2: You know what? Though it it does, it does give one tremendous perspective. I mean, I always thought I worked hard and 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 you know put in the time to to do what I needed to do to to try to be the best that I could professionally, and not you know yeah yeah, totally uh, from a professional uh, professional personal standpoint. But boy, this this definitely puts it into perspective about uh, what's important and what we need to be able to do to. You know, when we get out of this, make sure our kids are in pretty good shape. And you feel for a lot of, uh, as Cobb said, we're doing the same thing over here, trying to go to some local businesses and eat out a little bit to, to help those that are in need as well. So it's a challenge, but i tell you what, it puts it in perspective about what we did prior to this. I'm not, I'm still going to have the same work ethic, but I'm going to do as the old saying goes, you know, maybe, maybe work smarter and, and more efficiently than I, than I had before.
0: Right, but Dory. Well, are, p- Dory, are you are, are you better at the uh, five year old homeschool work or the sixteen year old homeschool work?
3: Oh gosh. Well, the five year old, I'm about at my limit with the five year old as far as my capacity. I think next year when she's actually in kindergarten, she's just in junior kindergarten. And, yeah, I've got my hands full with her. The sixteen year old, he's pretty self sufficient. Thankfully, you know he he gets it done. Supposedly, he gets it done um, on his own. And, you know, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. I just I know there are a lot of people who aren't as fortunate, don't have the same support system. It's funny. I was just thinking, Dan, when we decided we were going to talk today about the last sporting event that I attended was actually the Clemson game here. And I'm in Greensboro, by the way. Um, And it is really actually a very sunny, beautiful day here in Greensboro. And we were here and attending the Clemson Miami game. On Wednesday, March 11th, right? So three weeks and a day ago, um, Clemson won in that first game. And then in, we watched the NC State game after that. NC State beat – I can't remember who they beat, actually. I think we left early. But that was Wednesday, and two more games were played, and then that was it. The game – or, excuse me, the tournament itself was canceled after that first – well, that was actually the second day of play. But Thursday, effective Thursday, I I think I heard that the teams were actually warming up. I think Clemson was on the court Mm -hmm. warming up and they called the game off and then subsequently the entire tournament. So it's been three weeks in a day because, again, I don't know the timeline of NCAA, of course, NBA, NHL, MLB. And then, of course, schools, churches. I mean, we've just gradually shut down to where we are now. And we've been in this sort of holding pattern and it's kind of like Groundhog Day. I mean it I can't complain but yeah we're all ready to get back to some sort of uh, sense of normalcy I guess
0: No I, I don't Especially think Especially with sports I Don't think there's any question about it and and I can promise you I'm ready to get back to some sense of normalcy because there's been a plague get the Scott household besides the coronavirus it's called spring cleaning and my Angela
3: has
0: Yeah oh yeah she 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 has been Bob
3: meat bucket.
0: God bless her, she has been uh, uh, working like a champ and dragging me into it, kicking and screaming. But, uh, you know, all, all all joking aside, we've gotten a lot done here, and it's just the two of us in the house. You know, our kids are grown and gone, and we've got a couple of grandkids and one on the way. So uh, it, it's actually, as much as I, I joke about it, it's actually some great bonding time for us to get to spend this much time together because, as Tom said I'm gone, you know, four or five days a week this time of year doing baseball games, you know, gone, you know, maybe every other weekend uh, from sometimes Thursday until Sunday night if they're playing on the road. So it's giving us a lot of time together that we have not had during this this uh, well, really over the last probably twenty years or so of our marriage since I started covering college athletics on a right. on a regular basis. So. Um, th- that part of it has been good. The, the other side of the coin, though, that I wanted to to throw out to the group, what effects are you seeing around you? We're all doing well, but what effects are you seeing around you when, when you do go out or when you do talk to people? Uh, because as, as Dory referenced, and, and we'll, we'll even start with you, Dory, there are a lot of people right now who uh, are – a, terrified about this thing, especially if they're in the older age bracket. Uh, right. B, there are people who are shut-ins who who maybe couldn't get out anyway, and you worry about are they getting what they need from food, medical attention, those type of things. So h- how are you seeing what what is uh, happening around you? What, what kind of effect are you seeing?
3: Uh, well, right now I think it's, it's good in that we're seeing everyone doing their part everyone that I am, that I'm coming in contact, into contact with, of course, from a six foot distance, uh, everyone just seems to be wanting this to end. And, um, you know, it's, it's a difficult subject, because you do have those who are on the far extreme of the way they feel. And it's a legitimate fear to sort of go out and interact. And then you have those, like myself, who start to think, at what point do we have sort of a Let's start the ball rolling on the, you know, flip it back a little bit. Cause it, it, it's a snowball effect. My biggest concern is for our kids. I mean, our kids are going to, this is, they don't, they don't have anything to compare this to. So this is truly their normal. And the longer it goes on, the more it becomes normal and acceptable to, for example, what Cobb said that really kind of strikes the chord. You don't you go on the golf course and that's one of the few sports we can play right now and maintain social distance, but can't even shake the, you know, your competitor's hand at the end of the, at the end of the 18 holes. So I just, I just think it's sad and it is what it is. I don't want to get too complicated on how we can, you know, fix it at the moment. But the good news is right now where it stands, I feel like we're all doing our part. I mean, it's showing unity. I I feel it. I know there are people who aren't doing as well. And I'll tell you what, Dan, you said, you know, you guys have been married how many years?
0: Uh, This September will be 31
3: 31 years, yeah. and yeah, you've probably never spent this much time together consistently, right? And no, and, and it
0: shows. Years.
3: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. There's a point at which, okay, this has been great, but let's start, you know, getting back to what makes us happy. Yeah, you there's, there, what there's cool been
0: there, there's been more than I one that, one occasion in the last couple of weeks, and she asked me, she said, don't you have work to do somewhere? So, you know, right. Cobb, what about you? Hey, what,
3: yeah, what, I know,
0: what,
2: it's okay. What, yeah, what I'll, I'll, you know, hey, I'll give <laughs> Uh, we've been married 20, Jelene, my wife just walked in here. How many years have we have been married, Jelene? Over to over 20, but uh, well, she was working on her, her television career. Well, I lived in two different cities for eight years and commuted 179 miles well, one way a couple times a week. And, and so finally we decided, you know, is this going to work or are we going to live in the same area? So we decided that she got a job out here at Channel 4 in, in the, the upstate. And, and the, the radio station I used to work for, they had a, uh, a poll going about how long it would last, you know, because we had to live together all the time. So, you know, it's one of those things. I think that's a good point because we pass in the night a lot uh, as broadcasters, as Dan said, with he and Angela and Angelina and I as well. But, you know, you make it work, and we live in an area that uh, is – Kind of suburbia, if you want to call it cul-de-sac, all that kind of stuff. Three hundred and some houses, in in one area. And and the, the thing about it that, that I've noticed the most is everybody wants to get outside. You see them walking. I mean, you keep your distance and everything. But and you see one person will be in there driving, another person will be in their driveway, and you you know you make you know you wave at them, talk to them a little bit. You got the the distance that you need to be away. But I mean, it's it's been pretty amazing in our neighborhood just to see the folks that are actually coming out of the house I may mean, just sit on the driveway because they want to be they want to do something understand the ramification of the social distancing so i think maybe we've seen more of a camaraderie than than anything else and you'd wave at your neighbors kind of passing you know in, in the night so to speak but i think in that regard you've, you've come into a situation where you at least recognize and you and you, you see your neighbor a little bit more than you than uh, you would naturally
0: Right. Well, the the four of us who are on the podcast today we're all spread out in, in different places. Even though I work in Greenville, I, I'm still living in, in Central, right outside of Clemson. Uh, Dory's in Greensboro, Tom's in Greenville, and, and Cobb is in Anderson. And Cobb, when I ask about what effects you're seeing, I know that you've got your your finger on the pulse of, of the Anderson business community. What kind of effects are you seeing inside that community?
1: It's uh, it's not a pretty picture right now, and that shouldn't be any surprise to anybody i mean the unemployment numbers this morning were six million predicted to go to 10 plus um through no fault of their own and not not
0: all of those in anderson by the way no not all of them in
1: anderson but a large portion of them but not all of them. <laughs> um but um yeah, no fault of their own i mean we were we were rocking and rolling there and then it's just like somebody cut the faucet off and. Uh, but going around and doing what i do and um you know you can't go in the bank anymore you can go in the grocery store but i mean i don't see i see people i don't see anybody right up next to anybody i mean i haven't been to home depot or lowe's i understand they pile in there but you know that now they've even got rules one person to a buggy and leave the family in the car and and part of me understands that. I mean, everybody's cooped up and they're wanting to get out They want to do something. But, uh, I basically see people following the rules or following the guidelines. Um, but I do know the small businesses I come in contact with are, there's no answers right now. It's just, and there's no, okay, April 30th, we can open back up. I think, I think that would, that would help, but nobody knows. Um, Hopefully by mid-month we get some good news and everybody can take a deep breath and start planning to right. move ahead.
0: Yeah, because most of the news that we're getting right now is painting something up to and maybe just short of a doomsday type scenario. And, yeah. and I say that somewhat lightly, but it we're getting the... This is the worst-case scenario stuff, and and I think you have to remember that sometimes, because uh, with 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 the the great scientists we have in this country who are working on on testing and working on vaccines and 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 the medical profession and, and all the great folks who are doing there, which my daughter is a nurse at MUSC, so you know we've got a, a, a vested interest in 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 obviously her situation there, but the picture that's being painted is, you know, here's the worst case scenario, and I think people have to remember that that that's not hopefully what's going to happen, uh, and, and I don't think people are doing it, let me rephrase that, I don't think everybody is doing it with the intention of trying to scare us all to death. There are some who that's just their thing, but for the most part, I think people are just saying, look, if we don't get this under control, this is what could happen. And so I understand that from my standpoint, as far as the effects we're seeing, uh, it's changed the way that we do everything, you know, Uh, at at Furman, all of our meetings are are done via Zoom. We're now having church via Zoom. Uh, My my Sunday school teacher is 73 years old, and we're dragging him into the world of technology, kicking and screaming. But we had a Sunday school meeting with our group of, uh, there's about 60 of us in, in that class Last week via Zoom, and it was good to be able to see faces, just like it is here. Everybody except Tom, who's on the phone. So it, it, it's it's made us. Good thing, that's not Tom. That's no. It's
1: not that's Tom. A good Tom,
0: thing.
3: Tom might have been banished from his house. He might be huddled yeah. somewhere.
0: Yeah, when he when corner. he had when he had I to ask. I was going
1: to say that's the one thing about this thing. I miss my friends.
0: You know, we there's this yeah. couple we
1: hang out with regular and we usually meet once a week for trivia at a local pub. And last night we had a we video chatted for an hour.
0: Well, this let me first, let me tell you what we did. haven't
1: seen their faces in like
0: two weeks. Let me and tell you I, what we did on Saturday. I want
1: to call up and say, hey, y'all, come over and let's let's play some golden tea or something. But I was like, I no, can't do that. Well, no.
0: let, let me tell you what we did on Saturday, and we're going to do it every Saturday night for the foreseeable future. My my youngest daughter and her husband, and my brother and his wife. Last week we're going to have more involved in our family this week, but we set up a Zoom meeting and we played Yahtzee. I
1: saw that. via
0: Zoom this week. We're playing, I think, apples to apples. If any of you know what that game is, and then we're going to play bingo the following week. But we're going to be getting all of you know our family together uh, via a Zoom meeting and, and spending an hour and a half, two hours interacting with one another which we you know if it weren't for this crisis we all live in different places we wouldn't be doing that so right. from that standpoint it's been good this is so you uh, can
1: you take the camera can you take the camera and zoom in on the dice after every roll.
0: no we just, just
1: make sure there's no we
0: we, we no just <laughs> going on? we just trust that people are telling us the truth oh yeah. okay the honor
1: system <laughs>
0: the honor yeah. system this is episode four of uh, Grumpy Old Broadcasters. Uh, I'm Dan Scott, and this is the first time we have the entire group together. Cobb Oxford, Tom Van Hoy, and Dory Kidd-Smith is joining us here, and we're still trying to figure out why she wanted to be part of this This, Well, you know uh, we have
3: something in common. It's my highlight of the day. Me and Dory have something in common. You what is that common?
1: Both we of, have our, really our, both of so. our fathers are graduates
3: of Georgia Tech. That's right. They're both rambling Reds. Her dad.
1: Her dad was a superb football player at Georgia Tech. Very nice. Yep. My dad graduated in textile engineering and never worked in the field. <laughs> so,
3: well, that's cool. That's a very I like the fact that we have that in common. Yeah, yeah. I'm a converted fan of Georgia Tech, plus, and then
1: plus I'm old enough to have seen Dory play high school basketball Oof. on state well, keeping that
3: secret. <laughs> the that's legendary okay. we talk about that. Early.
1: The yes,
3: we can talk about the legendary Eddie McCurley. Oh yeah. my goodness, I think we should have the legendary Eddie McCurley we we as should. a guest. I yeah. I agree. I can make that happen. Uh, yeah. I can certainly make that happen.
0: Fine by me and, and Tom and okay. Dory did a what a year of uh Clemson Women's yeah. Basketball broadcasting there? together, right? Yeah.
3: We did, well, Tom. That was we were at year, La- that was
2: fourteen, I think. You, we were out in Las That's Vegas and right. your mom your mom came, right?
3: She did, she, she, she did, yeah.
2: And, Tom and, had that same was, phone
3: then you know yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> and in 14 right. it
3: was ancient so if that tells
2: yeah. you anything yeah so the uh, uh, and you'll get a kick out of this Dan because you know you know this follows me around so Dory and I we're, we're doing uh, the Clemson women's basketball they're out in Las Vegas and and uh, we get there and set things up and you know what doesn't work right the phone line doesn't right. work and, and of course. So and so, Dory's getting texts. I think maybe from your dad or somebody going, "Hey, it's not working," oh, yeah. and all like. So we kept moving from one site to the other, and I'm not. I'm. I'm not even sure we got any of the games on. I the don't air. know, but
3: TVH handled point. it like a pro, like the pro that he is. So. Well, I don't. We have, wait, 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 not, wait, we, wait, wait, we wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. Back up. I, I back up. I have worked with this man since 2005. And and he know, I i d I'm not talking behind his back. I tell him this to his face. He's been in in broadcasting for thirty some odd years, hundred hundred years, years, whatever it is. He knows the least about the technological part of broadcasting well. and engineering of anybody I have ever met. Now he made of hand never he,
3: know it.
0: He may have handled it like a pro, but he didn't <laughs> fix anything. I can guarantee well, you that. Well,
2: yeah, you want to know why I don't know anything Dan? It's because when I began in the business, I thought I was I thought, oh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll eventually be at a certain level that I don't need to, you know, somebody else will take care of that. So that that didn't happen. No. <laughs> the real world. But no, we had I'll tell you the one other story though. Is we flew back uh i think dory sent us back on the red eye of course they didn't put us where they put us anyway we, they they had us down the strip we didn't get to stay with the team oh that's right we
3: were, we were sort of we were in one of the hotels we were in old vegas back, yeah
2: like 1932 or something you know and uh but we were oh, coming God. back no we what it, it was i don't know what, what the name of it was all i, I know is that it, it,
0: it's so old that the rat pack was on the bill <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: it was, it was a lot of Dean, history. Martin, uh,
2: yeah. Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. and all those guys played there. <laughs> I think it was that old, but we were coming back. We had to come back on the red eye uh, and we're getting on, getting ready to get on the plane. And uh, there'd been a football game at, 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 out there as well. And ESPN had been broadcasting and Jesse Palmer and David Pollack were there. And Dory asked me, she goes, you, you think, uh, You think they'll give me an autograph and I said, yeah, they will. Don't worry about
3: it. So I got a picture. I didn't want David Pollock's picture. That's a bulldog. But, you know, I got a picture with Jesse Palmer in first class and and did post that on Facebook. And then I kind of regretted it later. I don't know. This was after Bachelor. Of course, um, he was just starting in broadcasting. Now he's sort of made a name for himself. That was, what, six years ago? Yeah, so I still have that picture i did but that did was suit, neat that was a good fit? you remember whether his suit fit or not he had on he had on skinny jeans oh,
0: <laughs> of course he did now you I got on the elevator with
1: him in clemson one time i was like if he breathes that suit's gonna explode
3: <laughs> yeah and apparently he said some disparaging comments about clemson i realized oh, this after yeah. i posted yeah. he's, he's not a, not a very popular favorite. guy really? right he's not a clemson favorite Wow. Right. Well, so, you know, I, yeah.
0: I I make fun of Tom usually because he deserves it, but you guys have to remember Tom's so old and been in broadcasting so long that his first color partner was in black and white.
3: That's so, true. Wah,
2: yeah. Wah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um when you graduate okay. in the Eisenhower administration.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is, as I said, episode four of uh, Grumpy Old Broadcasters, and uh, it's it's brought to you by our friends at Todaro Pizza uh, in um, both Greenville and Clemson, South Carolina. TodaroPizza.com is the website. All right, let's uh, let's let's shift into some of the news headlines from the world of college sports, gang. Um, the, the first one being th- this poll that was just released. We're recording this, and, and the episode is, is actually dropping on Thursday, April the 2nd. Uh, so the, the story came out, I think, late on uh, April Fool's Day, oddly enough. But uh, 86% of athletic directors who were polled, and I think there were 111 of them who took part in this survey, are predicting major ramifications financially for college athletics. And, and the, the number that they're dropping is up to a 30% loss in revenue for the upcoming 2021 season. Now, my question is, is, is that forecast if we get started on time, or is that forecast if we don't get started on time? What do you guys think when you hear those numbers? Cobb, we'll go with you first.
1: Well, I'm not surprised. And, again, I think they're probably projecting total doomsday scenario, um, no college football, no NCAA tournament to provide money this year, but um, my question is if you're going to have a 30% drop in revenue, how are you going to provide for the spring sports athletes that are coming back next year? They passed that legislation that uh, the spring sports seniors can get their year back. Um, just to, again, like most of our society right now, a whole lot more questions than there are answers until we have dates and time scenarios and decisions can be made Um, right now people are just flailing away and punching buttons and and hoping for the best
0: the the eligibility situation that that you spoke of is not just for seniors spring all spring sports athletes regardless of class are going to be granted that extra year of eligibility. But it's also going to be up to the the conferences and more specifically the schools how they want to to dole that out. I know just in talking with with coaches and some of the athletes at Furman, many of the seniors, probably the vast majority of them, are not going to come back. There may be just a small handful because they've already got the next step in their career lined up. They have – they have jobs already set. They have other things going on. The, uh, we we have a, a a women's golfer named Natalie Srinivasan at Furman. That when the season was canceled, she was the number one ranked player, active player in all of women's college golf. Uh, she's going pro. She's not coming going back for her, her senior yeah, season. Yeah. So there there there's the the NCAA did the right thing in this, but it's going to be intriguing. Tom, we'll, we'll go to you on this to see how the the individual schools decide to handle this.
2: Yeah, the way I read the article was that they can uh, determine whether they want to give them the uh, the amount of money if they do come back, what they were receiving or or none whatsoever. The rosters are going to be expanded. You can come back if you want to, and uh, I mean it's just a really interesting situation in terms from a financial standpoint, as you just talked about beginning with uh, the fact they're going to lose the type of money that they could. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with the NCAA tournament. They'll lose from 500000 to $900,000 uh, that they were going to get from that. It affects conferences as well. But they'll have an opportunity, as I understand it, uh, with the NCAA Student Assistance Fund to be able to go get some of the money from there. But, you know, how do you, how do you determine uh, how much you want to give uh, to those players? and the ones that are coming in as well and dan just from a baseball standpoint it's that uh, it's what is it 11.7 uh scholarships that they have to begin with that amount of money and you and i were out at the college world series at clemson in 2010 and you know at that time jack leggett of clemson you know, it's ongoing. They're playing. I think they're getting ready to play South Carolina, and they're having a meeting in a ballroom because some of the parents want to know, hey, how much is my son going to be able to get next year? Well, you don't know who's going to go pro. You don't know about those that are coming in that you recruit if they're going to go on to Major League Baseball. And just use baseball as an example. If baseball goes to five rounds, that's it. It used to be 40 rounds. And then if you don't get drafted the first five rounds in the max, you can get a signing bonus of $10,000. There's going to be a lot of decisions that need to be made particularly let's just take clemson or vanderbilt somebody like that that have players that want to go pro would they get would they get taken in the first five rounds do they come back and you recruit over them so from a monetary standpoint yes i think you have to look downfield in terms of uh well what happens if and that is as cobb said like the doomsday you got to be prepared for that but if you don't play football in the fall and in many of these cases 80 percent of the money that they get to to help uh provide for the other sports there on campus comes from from football with the tv and then the revenue with the ticket sales, etc so i mean there are a lot of moving parts in this and i'm not sure anybody really knows where to go but you have to look i think you really do have to look at that because if it does come to that that's what the situation is going to be and if you backtrack and it doesn't then at least you're going to be a little bit better off
1: yeah if you don't play, if you don't play football you're looking at worse than 30 percent cut some places
2: Oh yeah.
1: A whole lot worse. And I missed something here. I thought this one wasn't, wasn't the legislation initially for seniors?
0: Now it, it is now for for everybody, but here's
1: for everybody. Yeah, for everybody. initially they were talking seniors only. Well, they right? were they
0: were they were floating a number of different possible scenarios.
1: Yeah, the uh, yeah
0: and, and 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 I th- I think they made the right decision. I'll get Dory's I do I, I'll, I'll, I'll get Dory's opinion on that in a moment, but I do I do want to clarify something Tom said it's the senior players this year who would return for an extra year next season, 2021 in the spring, that they can actually give less money or no money to. But if you're an underclassman or a junior, you have to be right. maintained at that same scholarship level. So any, yeah. any monetary savings would come from what they did with seniors who return. So I think that's going to play a role again in, in a lot of seniors not coming back uh, along with the fact that many of them already have jobs and other things uh, well, going their the way. The other
1: point is the other point is most, if not all, spring sport athletes are not on full rides. You know, they're. I mean, some are, but not many. Um,
2: baseball divides up what 11? 11.7. 11. 11. Yeah, got to divide it up, and that's that's not in, in. That's at the Division One and. Just to kind of, kind of throw one other thing out here because I got a lot of background at the Division two level. they, yeah. Get they do. They, yeah, they yeah. get thirty six equivalencies, and I mean, it's like you need an algorithm to try to figure out the guy if you're playing football. I know at Pitt State at one year, one guy got uh, almost a full ride, another guy, you know, is maybe getting just books and tuition. So they have to juggle that. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, Dan, with the senior situation is, you know, you a t to, you know, if you're Brett Harker or somebody like that, you're in a situation where you know what do I do here and how much you don't really want to cut them, but do you have that kind of money? And I mean, there are a lot of questions obviously. Yeah. And
0: how many schools are going to want this year's juniors to come back with two years of, of eligibility? can are they going to be able to afford that with the incoming recruiting class that will be, uh, you know, on the field in 2021? There's a lot of moving parts to it, but Dory, here's the thing. The NCAA has never been good at the public relations game. This is, this is a decision they had to make and then they can nice. let the schools figure it out.
3: I mean, it's a nightmare, honestly. I, I can't even imagine it's, you know, what Tom mentioned, trying to figure out how you're going to support these athletes that possibly want to come back next year. I mean, the thing is, these they're not getting this experience, and that's what you are there for, you know. And it breaks my heart for all of these student athletes. The experiences are just gone. And I mean, we can't just sit here and wallow in the pity of it, but at the same time, I don't know, there, there are a lot of decisions and big, big questions to be answered, decisions to be made. We'll see how it shakes out. I, I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, it, it really, it's a domino effect, you know, with colleges trying to plan for their next, next year and how much money they've been allocated for those scholarships and, uh. You know, I'm curious to know how this is all going to sort of transpire. I just hope for the best. I hope that Cobb is right. I hope this is more of a doomsday scenario, worst case scenario. And hopefully, God willing, by the end of April, if not sooner, we will have started to sort of resume, kind of get back into uh, things. I know things have been canceled, but I want to hope that maybe things could be reversed is that possible i mean obviously we're not having the olympics until next until 2021 just that alone is mind blowing you know just that alone the fact that it, the olympics have been postponed yeah well I let, mean, let
0: just me let all me all of those moving parts well let, let me throw this at you the, the city of toronto if if i remember correctly has canceled all public events through june 30th what if major league baseball starts back on june 1st Yep. Where, where are the Blue Jays going to play? What's going to happen there, or will Toronto roll that back? Again, you, you can make these – and I'm not criticizing Toronto for making that that decision, but I'm just saying, you know, what if things break? Uh, that's something, obviously, they would have to either roll back or the Blue Jays are going to have to find someplace else to play for a month if if, if they start baseball on June 1st. There, there's some talk they may not start until around July the 4th. and. and Man yes, how many
1: games, how many games is enough games
0: for I baseball
1: 80, 80 game schedule they
0: they're, from from what I read they're hoping to still get 140 games in at a minimum and, and, and that's doing double-headers. Do,
1: do,
0: doing right? that by playing double headers <laughs> p- running the regular season through the end of October and, and then having the playoffs if need be in in warm weather sites or, or indoor sites instead of home and home. So, so they can they can play, you know, all the postseason games in the World Series uh, in November, or maybe even stretching into December, and that's one of the other things that they've talked about. It could go that long. You mentioned college football. Uh, one of the ideas floated, if this thing continues, is maybe not playing this season until the spring uh, no. of, of next year. But they're actually talking about those scenarios. I know,
1: but I don't like. <laughs> I, don't. I I'm mean. With I uh, you know the thing about that baseball plan is at least there'd finally be some fans in the Miami Stadium.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: or or if know, or if, I, if, if there weren't nobody would notice play, the difference.
1: That's right. You can't play college. You just I, I, you just, you would have it be like a demolition derby. I mean, you would have basketball on top of football on top of baseball on top of everything else. You talk about you know and nobody thinks about the poor pitiful SID department that have to keep up with all that, you know? And, uh, that's that's where I go first. I mean, that's just like, you talk about a nightmare. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. I'm, I'm tending to believe by the end of the month, we'll see some light at the end of the tunnel and maybe if they have to push the schedule back a couple of weeks, fine. But, um, I, my TV always stays on ESPN. I can't tell you the last time I turned it on
0: ESPN. Well, and that that's something else I wanted to talk about for the entire group here. You, you know, the the sports channels are doing what they can, uh, and and they're showing a lot of classic games. Are, are you guys – do you watch classic games uh, at, at all? No.
1: you busy
3: watching real, real-time real politics.
1: No. <laughs> I mean, I watched a replay of a – I mean, I just happened to land on a replay of an MMA fight the other night, and I was like, and I couldn't turn it off because I had to know who won, you know. But I mean, okay. that's, the, that's the only time you'd even catch me watching that, you know. I, I, but uh, but I think if there was some tennis on, if there was if there was curling, I would watch it, you <laughs> know. But it's just I'm not gonna watch replays. I'm not gonna. Uh, do simulations. I mean, right. I just and there's some only so much NFL free agency talk that I can take. Uh, talking about paying guys thirty and forty million dollars while close to that number of people are losing their jobs. I mean, that's just. I it just doesn't jive with me. Yeah, you know, I just I don't know.
0: And then Tom, on top of that, we've got the NFL draft which is going to go on. It's going to go on in a much different fashion than they had intentionally or originally planned to do it in, in Las Vegas. But the draft will be uh, coming up here in the month of April. So from a news coverage standpoint, we've got that. But again, to Cobb's point, you're going to start negotiating with these players for these huge contracts when we've got uh, unemployment numbers that are skyrocketing because of people being laid off, restaurants closing all across the country and everything else. It's, it's not an easy situation right now.
2: Yeah. They're trying to do just what they can to, you know, the dead period has been extended as far as uh, colleges are concerned and bringing people onto campus and things like that. And they're trying to I think keep any kind of normalcy if they can, people want to be interested in the national football league and see what happens there. But yeah, when you start talking about those numbers and a lot of things that are going on around the country, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of tough in that regard. The, I probably watch as less uh, television as anybody uh, in America, but I actually did watch the 2008 national championship game that Kansas beat, beat Memphis the other day, Kansas. and uh, it, it was pretty interesting because I looked at that Kansas team and I looked at the one this year that had a really great chance to uh, to win a national championship. You never, you never know, and uh, it's one of those things, and you may go back and watch some West Virginia, or you got your uh, Cobb and, and Doris some Clemson things like that. That I had been a while. I mean, well, I've been since two thousand eight since I'd seen it. And I looked at that team going, man, they had four, six, nine, six, ten guys, four guards that were right grade wing guy and Brandon Rush, and I go, that team was if, from a from a uh, pure talent standpoint much better than the team this year. So the only thing I that's the one game that I've watched in I know, Cobb. You said you had, you were trying to get Augusta National. Is that right? I mean, as your background, I'm sitting here and yeah. I'm i si- I'm sitting here under, and, and Dora, you'll appreciate this. Underneath a picture oh, that, that, that that has a little little boy sitting on a basketball. This could have been your son, Kid, a couple of years ago, and he's staring at Allen Fieldhouse, one of the hallowed shrines of all college basketball, thinking maybe one day he's going to play there. <laughs> My wife and I That's were there. We perfect. both went to University of Kansas. We were yep. there. Well, I don't know, Jay probably Hall. ten or 15, ten or fifteen years ago. <laughs> and this is pretty sad, and I probably shouldn't say it publicly. I had I had a basketball, and I had her take a picture of me sitting on that basketball, looking at Allen Fieldhouse. Now it, it wasn't a very uh, flattering we picture. We need to see that me.
3: picture. Please post but, that. I mean,
2: I've been I've been fortunate to broadcast, and, and Dan, you've been all over the place too, and five games from there but you know what you kind of we all come from someplace and in, in different we're all friends but we come from different uh, parts of the country sometimes and you know you you have roots that you go back to and you know those are the kind of things that are kind of cool that you know kind of bring back in perspective for us i know it's a very difficult time but i think uh i think when we get through this that uh, I think we'll look back and, and hopefully have some perspective of what we do as we move on in our, our careers.
0: Not, not only perspective, but uh, Dory, for, for you first, more appreciation I think right. for, for the, the quote unquote little things.
3: Right. Um, yeah. I mean, we got to keep the positive things about this at the forefronts of our minds and, and just focus on that. And we're going to, we're going, going to be okay. Uh, that's the good news. I did want to ask, going back to what you said, Dan, because I haven't heard. How are they planning to do the draft, the NFL draft, since it's going to happen? Obviously, it won't be as it has been in the past.
0: No, well, you just, had you seen first of all how they planned to do it in Las Vegas? They, yeah. they, were, yeah. they were, they were actually, they were, they were, they, they were, actually going to have the the set set up on an island in the middle of this huge fountain or lake. And Why they, is your
1: fountain? Okay. Block yeah, mountains. and they were
0: yeah. they were yeah. going they were going to bring the picks and the players to the stage via boat. On a boat, wow! So <laughs> that's out the window now. Uh, if I, I think I think I've got it right, they're going to do it all online. You know, I mean, it'll still be televised, but so it'll
3: probably be sort of like this, kind of like kind of yeah for Everybody's- those.
0: Yeah, for obviously this 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 is a podcast, Mm -hmm. but we can all see each other here via Zoom. So I would imagine it would be something like that.
1: Will they still have the cool helmet phone. Will they still have the cool helmet phones on the desk?
0: I don't know. That's a good question.
3: (laughs) I do remember that. I
0: I saw where (laughs) the I saw where the Saints helmet
3: with a phone in it. The, the, the My college s- room had a uh, NASCAR uh, phone, a number three phone uh, at Clemson. Oh, nice! <laughs> he really did, Dale Earnhardt. But anyway, sorry. I, no, no, that's fine. It. I was Go just, I was again. just gonna. I,
0: I can't remember what I was gonna say. Now, it obviously, wasn't <laughs> wasn't very important. We're
3: taking it back, old school. Yeah, right, Cobb.
0: <laughs> well, if anybody <laughs> would know so old school, would cool. be Cobb. So.
1: <laughs> Real old. I
3: love it.
0: Uh, as as we uh, kind of get into to wrap-up mode here, I ask each of you to come with kind of a, a final thought for uh, this episode, episode number four of Grumpy Old Broadcasters. So we'll kind of go as I'm looking at it uh, clockwise. I'll start with you, Cobb. What what'd you come up with? And, and I know you're thinking hard. I can see the smoke coming out of your ears. <laughs> no, I,
1: you see I got my blue on today. Uh, National Autism Day. So, uh, still seeking, still doing research, still seeking a cure. So, uh, keep uh, and it, and it has exploded in the last few years, and there's still no answer. So, yeah, um, just T- keep uh, people that have autistic folks in their families in your thoughts.
0: Tip of the cap to parents like you oh, and Denise. Cool. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom.
2: Well, you know, we've talked a lot about the athletes and how it's going to affect them, and and my my final thought had to do with with seniors, and and I know at the collegiate level, uh, there you're going to go on and, and get a job, hopefully, if you can, depending on what the situation is right now. But my thought was on the high school seniors, we all we all think back and a long time ago, some of us when we were high school seniors, but how important that was, and what a transitional year it is to to go on to college if you do or into the workforce whatever you're going to do and my my thoughts are just kind of how tough it is on those youngsters and men and women girls and boys that are seniors in high school and they won't have those final memories of of the the end of their their year and uh i mean from an athletic standpoint most of us had an opportunity to play uh at the high school level with no chance whatsoever of playing in college, and in my case, when your GPA is better better than your scoring average, higher than your scoring average, you know you're not going to play at the next level. Dory was able to do that. But I just thought about the high school seniors and the the very tough situation that they had to finish up and and not have an opportunity to do that.
0: Tom's GPA was higher than his height. So uh, that's one reason he wasn't playing uh, college sports after high school. (laughs) Dory, final thought?
3: Well, I just want to echo what both Cobb and – Tom Van Hoy said, but also um, sort of add to it, by the way, I didn't realize today is National Autism Awareness Day. I'm wearing blue, and so I'm glad that I am, and I appreciate that um, knowledge, Cobb, and always, and I'll have to research that a little more. I, my final thought, actually, Dan, is to say that I think the one who doesn't belong here is you. You have Carolina blue in your background—that <laughs> is not the right shade of blue.
0: It's—it's—it's it's, it's aut- it's national autism awareness blue.
3: Well, okay, mm-hmm. that's up to Cobb, but I think he's <laughs> which one of these doesn't belong? I like the orange, and I've got orange there, and this Carolina blue. Uh, well, mm-hmm.
0: I, I have a. Uh, <laughs> a- I have a, a nice purple and black Dan Scott show banner that I have over in my office at Furman. Maybe I can bring that and put it up in the background yes, to offset please. that a little bit. That'll so,
1: on, on that note, Dan, yes. uh, my insurance agent uh, for my farm is David Angel who played basketball at Clemson back in the mid seventies. When I started following Clemson basketball, actually early seventies. And uh, he, he sent a picture of, on yesterday on April Fool's Day, so here's my April Fool's gift from a friend, and it was a mask, one of the masks, and it was North Carolina Tar Heels, and, you know, light blue and all that. And I texted him back, I said, Get that virus off of your face. <laughs> my, yeah. Yeah.
3: My,
0: my final thought, gang, is uh, for all of us to kind of pull back on the hyperbole a little bit and I'm calling myself out on this I was doing an interview for a, a radio show that we're doing now in the absence of the baseball broadcast to fill that time uh, called Inside Furman Athletics it airs on our uh, flagship station Fox Sports 1440 in Greenville and I'm interviewing all the Furman coaches and seeing how they're dealing with this and uh, I talked to lacrosse coach Richie Meade and and, and Richie's an old-school guy. He called himself a 1970s technology guy, and, and, and he is uh, a uh, – I believe he's a New Yorker, you can tell by his accent. And, and we were talking about this, and I used the word in, in describing the, the seniors' careers being unceremoniously cut short. I used the word devastating. And, and he was quick to point out that, you know, probably not the right word to use. 9-11 was Devastating. Mm -hmm. a a senior having his or her career cut short, is it a good thing? No, but devastating is probably not the right word to use. And you know what? I had to agree with him on that, that uh, even though I I wasn't intentionally trying to to, uh, add to the drama of the situation like we see so much on television now, and I'll just kind of leave that at that, uh, and we've got it on both ends of the political spectrum. Nobody's immune from it. But I, I just think that the the less hyperbole, the more positivity that we can inject into this thing and, and, and doing what we're being asked to do by staying away as hard as it is, we're going to get through this thing quicker. There was a great um, picture floating around Facebook last week, and I think you guys may have seen it, and it simply said this. Your grandparents fought World War II. You're being asked to sit on a couch. You can do this. And you know what? I think that puts it into perspective. Yeah. So, gang, we knocked out just That's about nice. an hour. I like it. We're going to have to That's do this fun. again next week. Dora, you're officially in.
3: Yay. Well, thank you. You're, I you're, enjoyed you're, it. You're,
0: I you're, you're, yes. Uh, did, did you say you second that? I seconded. The okay.
3: Tom you. can vote
0: however
1: he wants to vote.
2: I'm on board too. Us, you bring a much needed from the three of us. She bring a much much needed presence. Let's put it that way. Uh, credibility,
0: <laughs> more like it. Uh, but 21st that's century yeah, as opposed
2: yeah. to Tom. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard an hour of this stuff. Yeah. Well, I was going to one final thought though, Dan. We you know we're talking about you, what you play virtual Yahtzee or whatever. You, mm-hmm. What I what we've been doing is to have uh, my my sister lives in Florida with her husband and family. And so we do virtual happy hours. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've done, yeah. We've done a couple of those virtual happy hours. Yeah.
3: What time does that start? It's five o'clock uh, somewhere, right? Five o'clock somewhere.
0: Right? <laughs> oh, goodness. Now we're going to drift off into a whole other whole other uh, conversational yeah, stream here. Sorry yeah. About
2: that. <laughs> Sorry about that, Dan. The four words you don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Well, listen, that is going to do it for Episode 4 of Grumpy Old Broadcasters for Cobb Oxford and Tom Van Hoy and the lovely and talented Dory Kid. I am Dan Scott saying thank you so much. Be sure to share this with your friends and help us grow this podcast brought to you by our friends at Todaro Pizza. Again, TodaroPizza.com is the website. We will see you again next week for Episode 5. Until then, one more time, I'm Dan Scott saying God bless you and so long, everybody.